0: Good morning. I'm not Rob. Uh, I'm uh, Rob's skinnier than I am, and uh, I'm, I'm. It's my goal in my life to start looking more like Rob, but it's not working out for me very good. I I, I just got back into the country last night. Um, I've been in Colombia because our our church is is looking at a partnership that we are we are going to develop with the International Mission Board. You may not know this, but our church is part of sending. Over 3,500 missionaries all over the world, and we're right in the middle of all that, and we get to do that. And so, um, but I was I was coming into the country last night, and I, you know, you have to put your passport on this thing, and it takes your picture uh, of your face. But I was looking down, and all I could see was the top of my head, and uh, and I went through the security line, and I said to the guy, "I don't know about you, but do you think I'm going bald?" And he said. Yes, I think you are. And he said, welcome back to the United States. I was like, thank you very much. And so, so uh, that was how I came into the country last night. So, uh, but I'm losing my hair. Um, but we're in this series called The Walk, and it's, a, it's an important series. The whole summer, uh, we, we've been walking through this journey of how do you walk with the Lord. And we started several weeks ago, if you were with us. If you weren't with us, let me just catch you up. We looked at how we, uh, we begin with a relationship with God. That you and I, it's amazing to me, that you and I can know God. Not just know about Him, but know Him personally. And this is where salvation begins. When you come to know Jesus. Uh, John 17, 3 says this, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ in whom you've sent. I had a kid in my youth ministry that played for Bob Stoops. He played for OU. And, uh, and I used to say, what's, what's, what's Bob Stoops like? And he goes, well, when he's mad at you, he, he calls you by your number. And Barry was 99. And so he knew he was in trouble. If he said, 99, get over here. But he said, if he, if he wasn't mad at you, he'd use your last name. He'd go, Holloman, come over here. And so he knew, okay, it's going to be okay. And, uh, and so, you, you know, I always was fascinated about that because I, I like OU, but, but I don't know Bob Stoops. I know about Bob Stoops. Salvation begins when you don't just know about God, you come to know God. And that's why God has planted us here. That's why I love what we did this week at McClure Park. Or not at not McClure Park. at uh, What was the name of that park? McClure. McClure. That's where we were. Okay, I'm still learning all these places around here. And uh, I didn't get to go because I was in Columbia, but they FaceTimed me while I was in Columbia, and I got to see the whole thing. It was really cool. Um, but, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of people around us that know about God. But, but what we need to do is know God. We can know Him. And that's where we started about to, to walk with God, you need to first know Him. Then we looked at, at how God has given us His Word to help us know Him. That's why we take time to look at the Word of God. We also looked the next week about how to pray. Bruce mentioned that just this morning about prayer is this two-way communication with God. Then, um, then we, we, we are looking today. Well, 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 last week, last week, if you were with us, we talked about the church, that God has given us the church. We were talking about this this morning, that that, that the church is used by the Lord to help us in this journey, That that, that we all are together. And this morning, we're going to look at how the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at Galatians chapter 5. And uh, turn to Galatians chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 19 through 23 today. So if you have your Bibles open there, Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 19. And would you stand with me as we read God's word today? And, and we like to do this in standing to read God's word simply as an expression, as a statement that this is God's word. This isn't my word. This isn't my idea. This is God's word to us. So let's look at this. Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 19. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires." And this is the word of the Lord. Thank you. Maybe see that I love that. I love I love how just giving praise to the Lord for his word. Now let's think about this passage for a second. Because we as believers, when you come to know Christ, we have the blessing of getting to live by the spirit of God. Walking in step with the spirit of God. Now this week, I'll be honest with you. I was we 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 are exploring this partnership with the International Mission Board because some of our missionaries have identified this people group in Colombia that have no access to the gospel. So my Spanish got better this week. So I got to I got to get better. At my, I'm 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 learning Spanish and I and I really got better this week. And because when you're engulfed in a culture like that, you have to use it and you have to think like in Spanish. And it was. It was really fun and, and but it was amazing to, to go to this Indian tribe. It was it's basically like we know Indian tribes here in Oklahoma and and, and it was basically like going to this indigenous Indian group uh, that that need the gospel. And so here we were, Keith Davis, myself and my daughter Maggie, and we're going up this mountain road in the jungles of Columbia and I'm going up this road and I'm going and I said to the Lord God what are we doing here? What am I doing here? What are you doing with us? And shortly after I prayed that, our car gets stuck. It can't go any further. It's stuck on the side of this mountain road in Colombia. We still have like seven miles to go up this mountain. And so without thinking, this group of people are waiting for us to have a meeting with us. And I jump on the back of a motorcycle, leave my daughter on the side of the road what kind of. It's like, kind of like a road. Um, and leave my daughter, and we go up five, five more miles or seven more miles up this mountain. And as I'm going up on this motorcycle, I'm thinking, huh, I just left my 15-year-old daughter on a road in Columbia. I better not tell my wife this. Um, uh, if, we, if we survive, I'll tell her this. <laughs> and, and so, but, but I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm looking to you. Lord, help us, lead us. And you know what we've found? Is that the Spirit of God leads us. I get up to this this guy, this guy is the governor of this village. You know what he says to Keith and I and this missionary, Brian? He said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I felt like we need the Word of God. Um, And so we really might let you. Come and talk to us. We have to go back. To, they have to vote on it in this village. We have to go vote on it. They have to vote on it. So we Keith. I think is going to go back in November to get permission. It's crazy. We just said, can we have permission to come talk to you about Jesus? And they're like, maybe we'll talk about it. But I think so. And and it's you know when you walk with the Lord, it is a is an amazing adventure. And this is why I want us, and it's my prayer, that, that we learn how to live in step with the Spirit of God. And here's the real reality. I don't want you to miss the adventure of walking with God. Oh, my goodness, church is not boring. When you, and I hear people say this, oh, church is boring. Well, I just want you to know something. When you walk with God, it is all kinds of things, but never boring. Okay, it's uncomfortable. Uh, like, like our team in Peru right now. You know, a, a team from our church is in Peru. They're leaving. They're in Peru going into the jungle. And, and I said, Keith, okay, if you're mad at somebody, feed them to an anaconda or something. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm just kidding. We wouldn't do that. But, um, but you know, it, it, it's uncomfortable when you walk with the Lord. It's sometimes dangerous. We, we sat with a missionary on Friday, and he goes, why are you here? Why are you here? Why did you, why do you feel like God is leading you to come to Columbia? Because this Indian work, this indigenous work is really hard. And you know what Keith said? He said something that I, that I just want to capsule encapsulate and I want to live by every day of my life. Keith goes, you know what? We don't know um, how to reach these people. But but you know what? God has led us to this moment. God has led us to this place, and we can't sit on our couch at home. So doing nothing is not an option. And you know what I love about our church? We are a church that is saying, you know what? We're going to try things like go to McClure Park and see if we can connect with people and families where God has planted us. We're going to try to to jump in to serve the Lord and go to Colombia, go to Peru, and go to these places that need the Lord. And so when you walk with the Lord, walk by the Spirit, and and you begin this relationship with God and then learn to trust Him and walk with Him, let me tell you something, you are invited to the not easy, not comfortable, uh, but boy, an adventure. Like you'll never know. And I don't want you to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the adventure of walking with the Lord. And so let's do that. Let's do that together in this place. And and how God, you know, like I look at us and what we're doing with one church in two locations. This is not easy. It's not easy to do this. Rob is preaching at Owasso today. And and I'm preaching here with you guys. But we're in the same passage. And let me tell you something. What we're doing is not easy. But God didn't call us to easy, did he? No, he called us to walk with him. Now, what does he say in Galatians? Let's look at this. Now, before you came to know Christ, and and maybe some of you here, you don't know Jesus. You don't have the spirit of God in you. He says, look, now the works of the flesh, before you came to Christ, they're evident. These works are evident. What are they? He identifies several. Sexual immorality. Well, we see that all over our culture, all over our world. Sexual immorality is a people that are in pursuit of that. That's what drives their life. Impurity, sensuality, we see these things. Um, idolatry, you know, we have idols in our life. Sorcery. Now, probably none of us, like, killed a chicken this morning and, and, like, spread its blood all over your, you know, house or something. You know, sorcery. But But can I tell you, where I just was this week, sorcery is a big deal. And there are many places where where our folks in, 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 in Peru are going. Sorcery is a big deal. So he says these are evidences of the flesh. Sorcery, enmity. We can relate to a lot of these here, though, with us. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. We see these things all around us. Rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. So there's lots of things when we are in pursuit of things that don't honor God. And this is where most of the world is. Most of the world is in pursuit of things that don't honor God. But what happens when you get saved? When Christ comes into your life, the Spirit of God moves into us. And and, And I want you to know, we don't understand the Spirit. We think the Spirit is like what we learned in Star Wars, if you saw Star Wars, okay? The Spirit is not, oh, the force is with you, young Padawan learner, or whatever, that was my best Darth Vader I had. I don't have a better Darth Vader than that right there. I'll keep my day job, Marty. I won't quit. Um, but, 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 you know, we think the Spirit is some force out there. Do you know what the Spirit is? It's a person. That Jesus, God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And what happens, the moment that you came to Christ, the Spirit indwelled you. The Spirit of God came into your life. And then what happens? The spirit, the fruit of the spirit, he says, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there there is no law. So point number one, if you have notes, because I like notes, you can tell when I'm preaching and when Rob's preaching, I got like my three points. Okay, That's how I roll. So uh, my first point, if you're following along, is the Holy Spirit fills you completely the moment of your salvation. And I want you to know that. We live in Tulsa. There's a lot of of people that teach that you need a a second indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you, the moment you come to know Christ, the Holy Spirit fills you completely. He comes into your life. He saves you. He indwells you. Now, this is important to understand. No one drifts into becoming a Christian. And, and, And a lot of people think this. You don't just gradually become a Christian. Gradually become a follower of Christ. No one drifts into salvation. Um, Salvation is a moment in time. A moment that you come to, like like my birth. The, the, The moment of my birth was June 25th, 1971. That was when I was born. I'm 48 years old. 48 years in the past, I was born. And it was like in the afternoon. I can't remember the exact time. But that's written down somewhere. The, the moment of our salvation comes at a moment in time, the moment that you are saved. Every spiritual birth occurs at a moment in time. I want you to see that. A Christian is one who experiences spiritual birth. So if you are a Christian, by the biblical standard, you have been born again. In the moment that you are born again, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God saves you. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14 says this, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, you were marked with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. That's Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. And, and so when, when you were saved, and I pray that every one of you have come to that moment where you've trusted Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit indwells you, and 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 I, I want you to see this. And and when the Spirit of Christ saves you, when He comes into your life, I want you to point number two is this: that that spiritual fruit is a normal experience for the Christian. That, that here's what happens when you come to know Christ: the 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 Holy Spirit of God begins to produce fruit in you. Like we took a picture. This week, my, because my, my wife loves chocolate. Now, I didn't realize this. Chocolate comes from a tree. Do you know that? A cacao tree. And I stood in front of a cacao tree and said, Maggie, we got to take our picture because your mom loves chocolate. And so, now, now, it didn't look like it wasn't wrapped up in a thing that said Hershey's on it, you know. Um, it's a big old fruit that they cut open and we get the chocolate that we enjoy. And now, guess what uh, guess what a, ch- a cacao tree produces? Yeah, those l- chocolate fruit things, okay? Guess what it doesn't produce? Oranges, right? Because what produces oranges? Orange trees, that's what I'm saying. Aren't you glad you came to church today? I'm helping you in in science class. Your teachers are going to be so impressed with you guys. Um, But my pastor taught me about trees this week. But, but you know, the truth is when you're a Christian, when you come to know Christ, there's some natural fruit. There's a natural fruit that is produced. Now, um, so there's some things that God normally does for us. It is normal when you come to Christ that, that, that you experience conviction of, uh, of sin. It's normal. Like he says, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, the, 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 the flesh does all these things. These people that are in pursuit of, he gave that list of things like the Orgies and, and anger and all these things. These are the pursuits of the flesh. Now, I'm not saying we don't continue to struggle with anger. There are times I struggle with things. There are times I struggle with sexual temptation. There are times I struggle with keeping my tongue. And, and, and I'm growing up in my faith. But let me tell you something, when you follow Jesus, one of the, you may be sitting here and going, Chris, well, how do I know that the Spirit of God is in me? How do I know that I'm saved? Well, one of those reasons is you feel conviction of sin. You, you, it's natural for you to go, look, I shouldn't do these things. It's like one of my buddies that I grew up in high school with, and, and I'm, I'm having my 30-year reunion this, this fall. Goodness gracious, that sounds like a long time ago. 30 years ago, I graduated from high school. And, and you know, there's a friend of mine that came to know Christ later on. And um, and he and I were talking one day, and he was like, man, Chris, I, 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 I've i got this new salvation, and Jesus is in my life, I know this. and But golly, I feel so guilty because he was living with his girlfriend. And I was like, well, Chuck, that's not right. And he was like, that's why I feel so bad. You know, okay. And you know what? He wisely, they broke up, he moved out, and he started walking. You know, that's what the Spirit of God does. He convicts us of sin. So it's normal to feel conviction of sin. It's normal for God to help produce fruit in my life. And what, what's normal for us as believers is God will produce this fruit. And, and this is what, how the Spirit of Christ Moves. Now, I want you to notice something about point number three. This is something I want you to notice. That, that the fruit of the Spirit, guess what? It's one fruit, right? L- look, at, look at what your verse says. Look at what the Bible says. It doesn't say, but the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's not like we as a Christian can go, well, let me pick which one. Oh, I'm pretty good at loving people. But you no, know, I'm not very good at joy. Mo, or, so I don't have to. I, you know, I'm not. I don't have to be faithful, or I don't have to, I'm not really good at self-control, so I'll just skip that one. No, what God does in us when He saves you, He it is natural and normal for Him to produce this fruit in your life. The fruit of the spirit. Your your Bible says, and my Bible says, it's one. It doesn't say fruits. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And then Paul writes, and those who belong to Christ Jesus, because we as Christians, who do we belong to? We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to Christ we have, they have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So what the Spirit of God does is he begins to produce this fruit in us. And it's a normal experience. Now, now what does this fruit look like? Well, the first one is love. God moves us to love one another. <coughs> God moves us to love him. God moves us to church together to to work together god God moves us to forgive one another do you know what the the, the 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 more you get to know me the more opportunities the more I get to know you the more opportunities we're going to have to forgive one another we, we you know I've learned that in my marriage I ought to uh, you know I need to start in my Every day, I don't do this every day. I need to start every day apologizing to my wife. I should every day, hey, but good morning. I'm so sorry for I'm not Jesus. I, you know, we, we, the nature of our relationship, we are so close. My wife and I, we see each other every day that, you, you know, um, we, we, we have the opportunity to forgive a lot. But see, the fruit of the Spirit is this love. Moves us to love one another To love the world To go to Peru Like our group is today Because people need the Lord To, to be uncomfortable And go to Colombia In situations that It's not comfortable I, I slept on a bed uh, That as, as as I went into my little room There are bugs crawling on my bed I was like Okay we'll just wipe those off And I'll just get back in bed And fall asleep Go in my bed and fall asleep You know that It's okay you God God, God moves us to love people and get out of our comfort zone, our, our love, joy. You know, can I, can I tell you joy is something that God produces in us? Joy is, 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 is a deep contentment in life. And this is what God produces in us, peace. We have peace in life. This is a tough week in our church. Tomorrow I have to preach a really tough funeral of a man that, that I've loved, that's my age, that went to be with the Lord, died of cancer in our church. We have, we, have, we have three funerals in our church this week, and it's a tough week. But you know what? In the midst of sadness, in the midst of difficulty, God gives us peace. This is why I want you to follow him. And, you know, following Jesus is not always easy, and I don't want you to buy into that lie. A lot of people think if you follow Jesus, you're always going to be healthy, wealthy, and prosperous. But can I tell you one of the greatest joys I've had in walking with the Lord is when he's he's given me peace in the midst of a difficult storm in life. And I'll tell you, that's what the Spirit does. Patience. God moves me to patience. Patience with myself, patience with one another. And I pray we are a church that is patient with one another. Bruce told me that, that one of the things that Brandon said at, at the park on, on Wednesday night that really resonated with a lady that, that he, he talked to, that Bruce talked to. When Brandon got up and said, hey, look, we're not perfect here. We're broken people that God is putting us back together. God's helping us. That's who we all are. That, that's what not just this community needs to know. Every community, every person needs to know. We're, we're not perfect here. But oh, the Spirit of God is helping us. He's patient with us to grow us. Kindness. Oh, we ought to be the most kind people on the planet. And when we follow Jesus, it moves us to kindness. Oh, let's think about that. Um, goodness, to do good things, to serve the Lord, to be, to, to be in a live in a way that honors the Lord. Faithfulness, we ought to be known to be faithful. This is what the Spirit of God does in us: gentleness. That we're gentle with one another, we're gentle with people in our life. Self control, that we're learning to say, Lord, we will live led by you, not um, surrendered to you. This is the call. This is what. This is what is naturally produced in us as we come to Christ. And I want you to know. I don't want you to. Um, Confuse this because you hear in the scriptures, and we, we looked at it last week with the church and, and the gifts of the Spirit, that, that God gifts us. I mean, I mean, God gifts our, our people with music, some people with music. God gifts some people with preaching and teaching. God gifts people with hospitality and serving. And, and there are gifts of the Spirit, and those are distinct. Those are distinct areas. I mean, Aaron Alamina is gifted with music. This young man is a gifted musician and and he will use these gifts but let's not mistake the gift of the Spirit that's for all of us all of us have this these things because this is the nature of a Christian those that that are surrendered to Christ those that have experienced this new birth this is what is produced in us this is the natural production of being a follower of Jesus. And so my prayer is that we learn about the Spirit, learn how to walk with the Spirit. And it's my prayer for us as a church that we will together live in step with the Spirit, serving the Lord daily, looking to him daily. My prayer for us today is that God helps each one of us evaluate and, and grow and, and grow in the fruit of the Spirit? I love first John 4, 4, 7 through 12. I'm I'm preaching on this tonight. Dear friends, let us love no this is in a couple weeks. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And can I tell you what moves us and what must move us is because we have been forgiven and because the spirit of Christ indwells in us, it moves us to to love God with all we have, to serve him, to love one another faithfully in a forgiving way. And can I just, I just want you to know the moment you were saved, the spirit of God indwells you. It's not a force. It's the person of of God that indwells us, that guides us, that teaches us, that that He produces fruit in us. And so let's walk with Him. Let's obey Him. Let's turn our face to Him. Let's expect Him to keep shaping us and growing us up to, to know Him and to love Him. And, and I just, I think it's critical for us as we learn to walk with the Lord, that we live in step Daily with the Spirit of God, and can I challenge you this week, for you to for you to this week say, Lord, Lord, I'm going to look to you, Lord. Teach me to walk with you. I'll never forget this week, as I'm going up this mountain road, going, God, what am I? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? And and I and I get in front of this man, and that is a, an indigenous indigenous. Um, Indian, in Columbia. And as I'm sitting there talking to him and hear him say, you know what? I have been hoping that we could learn about God. But but we're Indians. And I looked over at my daughter. She's redheaded, okay? But she's a Choctaw Indian. She has a card and everything. And it dawned on me, oh, my goodness, God, why are we here? Well, we live in Oklahoma. You know what Oklahoma means, right? The land of the red man, right? And so I looked at this man, and I go, well, let me tell you about where I'm from. Oklahoma, here's what it means. We, we've been around Indians. In fact, and I pointed at my daughter She is one. And it's like, oh. And he said, so you understand um, what we go through. And I go, I I don't know that. But I know that Jesus has helped us in our lives. And and, and I'll tell you, it dawned on me, God, you're in the middle of my life. Can I tell you that the spirit of God is in the middle of your life? And if you're here today, he's at work in you. Don't miss the adventure of walking with him. So we're going to have an invitation, and I'm going to want you to come on up. And and you know what? I love invitations because we are invited to respond to God. Are are you walking with him? Are, Are you... Today, walking with him. Will you? Don't miss the adventure of living every day in step with the Spirit of God. So, here's what I want to invite you to do. Because an invitation, what do we do in an invitation? Well, we're invited to respond to what God has said. Maybe, Maybe you've, Just not turned your face to the Lord like you need to. The Spirit of God is in you. But maybe you've been kind of pushing, rebelling, like just saying, you know, Lord, I'm just going to go my own way. Would you allow the Lord to draw you back? Maybe you need to repent of something that you've been doing that you shouldn't be doing. Do that right now. Maybe, maybe today, You need to just pray, Lord, would you help me notice how to walk with you this week? Yeah, you may not be going to Colombia this week or Peru this week. You may be going to work this week. Or you may be going to hang out with friends this week. Regardless of where you are, every day we can walk by the Spirit. Maybe you need to respond today by saying, Lord, would you teach me to walk with you? Maybe you need to respond by looking at that list and say, Lord, show me how to love this week. Show me what joy looks like this week. Show me what peace I need this week. See, all these things God is producing in me, maybe it's time to respond by just turning to it. Maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what, I've never come to Jesus. I don't know. Maybe you're here today and you're like, I don't know if the Spirit of God has been in my life. I don't know that I have, have had this moment when the Spirit entered me and gave me life. You could do that today. Maybe you're here today and God is saying, that's what you need to do. Come talk to us. You don't have to come in this moment. You can. We'll help you. Come after the service. That's why we're here. here. Would you allow God to move you to respond?